Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Two Guys, One Cup, the FPL podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. My name is Sham, and alongside me I have my co-host Shez. Shez, how are you doing, apart from the obvious? Yeah, apart from your gloating face and uh, <laughs> your endless messages from Saturday. Aside from that, I'm good. Um, good stuff. So uh, let's crack on with the pod. So at this point, we would normally run through the agenda. However, today's going to be slightly different, and we'll run through the agenda in a few minutes. So first off, me and Shez have been friends for over 25 years. And because of that love, I've decided to hold a ceremony for you, Shez, in honour of the demise of your football club, Man United, for tonight's pod. And listeners, Shez has no idea what we've got planned. So this idea came from at DC underscore Bansky. You're banned, you're blocked. (laughs) Don't know whatever you're coming out with, but he's blocked. um, So let's get started. Listeners and Shez, we're gathered here today to honour the life of Manchester United. You idiot. (laughs) We give thanks to their life and points they have given us and wish them well now that their time in the Premiership is coming to an end. For now, this demise means we are no longer guaranteed six points next season. Their life came to a dramatic end when Arnie, Anderson and Yarmolenko killed them on Saturday, all available for under seven million on FPL. For Manchester United... The journey is now beginning, but for us there is loss, grief and pain. We will no longer be able to see Josie's hissy fits or Phil Jones's classic cum face. Every one of us (laughs) has been affected, perhaps in small ways or perhaps in transformative ones. Their life matters to us all. Together, let us open our hearts and commemorate the impact they have had on us. I would now like to invite Shez to say a few words. You fool. <laughs> We've been speaking about how we want to cut the pod and make it shorter, and you come out with that malarkey. Although, to be fair, it was actually decent, so I knew it didn't come from you. <laughs> but seeing as, you know, you wanted to have a few words, I thought I'd bring a few words on my own to oh, the table. Okay, here we go. So this is where we expose you for who you are. Okay. So as Sham said, we've known each other since a very young age. Who did you spend most of your life supporting, Sham? Let's tell our listeners. Up until the age of, what, 15, 16? Hold up, let me finish. You had your chance to speak. Let me finish. Sham had duvet sets, lampshades. Which team was it, Sham? Man United. Man United! Man United! And then I saw the light. You've been exposed, Sham. (laughs) So, up until the age of 10. I suggest you pipe down and let's get on, let's get on the pod. Um, so anyway, Shez, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, it was just for you, but don't worry, that's not the end. I'll probably be adding in at least another five jokes throughout the pod, courtesy of our fo- Twitter followers, who have piled in their thousands <laughs> to give you some <laughs> Every single one of them. Um, and any Man U fans out there, it is just a bit of banter. Anyway. Of course, Sham used to be a United fan himself, so, you know. (laughs) Anyway, enough of talking about shit, literally. Uh, Let's move on with the pod. Shez, what's on the agenda? Well, after that, I'm not sure we're going to have anything, but... So, we'll start off with a Game Week 7 review of our teams, following by the No Champs League team, review of how that performed. We'll provide a league update, 
and assess the top scorers from game week seven. We'll look at a few hot topics, uh, have a game week eight preview, have our under the radar pick and Twitter questions, but we'll try to cover the Twitter questions as we're going along as we did last week. Perfect. Cool. So, Shez, do you want to go through your team first? Yep. So, I scored 53 points. Um, not great. Um, average was 51, but I still had a few red arrows because top 100k did a little bit better. Um, again, it's my midfield that's still letting me down. Um, in terms of my point scorers, Doherty, glad that I um, took him off my sub bench and actually started him. He got me 12 points. Got an assist in there and a clean sheet. Hazard starting to become Mr. Consistent. Yeah. Um, against Liverpool as well. So got me 10 points. And then Aguero, captain, um, eight. So 16 as captain. The rest of my team, it was just ones and twos. Um, and threes for David Silva and Richarlison. So not much else to report. Um, my midfield certainly needs some work. I've said every week it's been my back line and my forwards that have been scoring my points. Um, so definitely need to assess what I'm going to do with my midfield going forward. Okay, so with my team, uh, it's scored 58, um, so I dropped from 10 to 14k. Um, a bit disappointing, but it was above the average. Um, I'd like to have stayed within the top 10k. Um, overall, 484 points, so uh, Doherty with 12, Hazard 10, Kun captain 16, and Zaha 6 were the main scores for me. I brought in Richarlison um, instead of Walcott, and obviously Walcott got an assist, so that screwed me. But yeah, that not bad. Look, 14k, and I've still got my wild card, so pretty pleased with that overall. Got two. Um, so moving on to the No Champs League team, a reminder that this is a team that we set up with uh, teams, none of the top four. Um, scored really well last week, actually. He scored 72 points. Bloody hell, um, both of us. Yeah, so done really well. Uh, and I think they're now catching up with you, <laughs> 412 points. Um, 484k. Um, big scorers last week. Patricio with 10, Bellerin 8, Pereira 6, Doherty 12, Hazard 10, Vardy 8, uh, Lacazette 10, and we've got two free transfers as well. So that's, that's impressive. Yep, yeah, the No Champs League team. Let's do a quick league update. So a reminder, this is a quarterly competition. So the winner of the end of the quarter will win a mug that Shez is going to be creating. It hasn't finished yet. Well, the mug itself. Well, the logo <laughs> you're doing, aren't you? Um, the logo for the mug. Um, so there's three weeks left of the quarter. Um, so in fifth place, we've got Mohamed Salat. So it's Andreas Boys, the uh, the person with the team name is Mohamed Salat, 498 points. Uh, Paulie Warnups next with 50 Shades of O'Shea, 500 points. Third is Sven van der Acker with Rug Tuffers, 506 points. Second is Ian Cooper with Beardsley's Poachies, 518 points. And first is Richard Delahunty De with Toffee Gods, 523 points. And I think he's about 400th in the world. Wow. So that's he got 89 points this week. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, that's an impressive achievement. Cool. So, Shez, shall we talk about the top scorers? I mean, I'd like to talk about West Ham and Man United. What do you think? I'm sure you would, but no one's interested. So <laughs> let's not waste our time. Um, top scorers from the week. Um, 
Yeah, so Wolves back line. Um, I was actually contemplating going on a double Wolves uh, back line, but I bottled it. Who um, do you have? Bennett, is it? I've got Bennett as well. Um, but yeah, so T and Johnny, 12 points each. Um, Patricia got 10. Yeah. Um, and they're all relatively good value. So we spoke about them a few weeks ago. Yeah, we've mentioned them. Um, I said uh, either one of Doherty or Johnny is a, a need buy, like... Yeah, because they're they're both the wing backs. Yeah. Um. So they're getting assists as well, um. And they're solid. You know they they've started the same team every game week so far. Yeah. Um. They've got quality throughout the team. Um. And I can see them keeping a number of clean sheets. And I think actually Patricio's one that I do want to consider bringing in as well. Um. He's still it's at four point five. Yeah. He hasn't gone up, but I think he'll be due a price rise. Probably at some point. And then who's next? Maguire was the top scorer of the week. Bloody, he got a goal assist and a clean sheet, right? Yeah, but do you really trust the Leicester back line? That's the only thing. Yeah, I mean, they have got really good fixtures. They've got good fixtures, and he's always capable of scoring a goal and assisting. He loves going forward. 5.5, not bad. I don't know if I'd want to get in there at 5.5. Yeah, it's a bit of an awkward price point. Because I feel like with defenders, you either go premium. Or you go 4.5. Or you go 0.4.5. Yeah. Um, he's somewhere in the middle. But I suppose, you know, if you're short, a million short on someone like... Uh, Robertson. Robertson Alonso. Then he's an option. Okay. Van Arnold, your friend. Yeah, he... He what, he scored yesterday. Offside goal as well, wasn't it? Um, what... Palace's fixtures, as I've mentioned before, coming up are ridiculous. I, I wouldn't be touching them. Well, it's after game week 10. Nine. Is it 9? No, 10 to 13 or something like that. Uh, it's from 10. Well, they've got Everton in game week 9 away. And then they have Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs and United. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably I wouldn't, a I wouldn't be Palace invested. clear out then. Yeah. I'd, if you've got him, I'd hold him until then. But I wouldn't be getting To be him. honest, during those four game weeks, the only Palace player that I would consider keeping is wan And for the bench. And just for the bench. Yeah. 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 Um, just because you wouldn't want to lose the value you've gained on him. Yeah, no, I'd be like transferring him out. You shouldn't transfer him out. Just keep him on the bench, let him keep it warm. Yeah. In terms of midfield, Sterling, 14 points. He's gone a bit under the radar, hasn't he? What's his ownership now? Like 4%? It's something ridiculous like that. 4.5%. So he's gone up slightly. Yeah, I think he... I mean, we're going to talk about him in a bit. Um, Because I do think, you know, beginning of the season, we looked at his price, 11 million, we're like, oh, God, that's a ridiculous price when you've got Hazard and Salah and Kane and Lukaku and all of them at the same sort of prices. But he's delivering every week. Um, And I think people should start considering him. But I don't think you can have Aguero in the team as well and Sterling because if you are, then you can't have Hazard and Salah. Is there possibly a case for having Sterling instead of Aguero? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, I guess the only risk of that is Aguero can be explosive. He can hit yeah. your hat-tricks, whereas you... So can Sterling, though. He can yeah, get two like, goals again. He can get two goals, but... I can't see him scoring extra, many hat tricks. Extra point for the goal. Extra point. That's the, true. The, Clean the sheet. only thing is, like last season, I noticed that his BPS wasn't very high, 
Whereas Aguero's generally is, okay, at the moment, that I think the thing is, is that if Aguero keeps coming off at 60, then I definitely would consider putting in Sterling. Because I don't think... Can you captain someone that you know is always going to come off at 60? Which he has been, I think, the last three game weeks, or at least the last two. Well, I mean, he was lucky this game week because he scored pretty much with his last touch before yeah, he came up. Because Jesus was warming up, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so... I think that's something to consider because I don't know if I want to captain someone that's only playing 16. Okay. Other top scoring midfielders, Sigurdsson, also with 14. And his ownership's even lower. He's too expensive. He's too Seven, expensive. 7.3. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider Sigurdsson 7.3. 1.8% ownership. Their fixtures um, take a turn as well coming up. I think from game week 11, they, they take a turn. Yeah, their fixture sort of alternate between a difficult fixture and one that looks easier on paper. Yeah. Uh, from game weeks sort of 10 all the way up to 15. So, yeah, maybe not. Felipe Anderson, I was actually impressed with him. Yeah, see, we're going to talk about West Ham as well a bit later, but... Um... Well, he scored 10 points. Yeah. Um, scored a good goal. Just a quick question, sir. So Man United concede three with De Gea, Young, Shaw, Smalling, Lindelof, McTominay, Fellaini and Matic on the team. Who's at fault? Martial or Martial's new child? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting this? <laughs> All from Twitter. Thank you. Is my captain playing for that question? <laughs> anyway, back to Felipe Anderson. <laughs> um, I I don't know. He passes the eye test. But your number one target has to be on Atovic, and I'll tell you why when we talk about okay. them. Okay, so we'll leave. We'll park West Ham for now. Goodmanson, thirteen points. One one person that's in our league actually has him, and he was messaging me on um, Saturday night saying, "Oh, I've got Goodmanson as my differential." One percent owned, I think it, he was at the time. Um, He's still only one and a half percent. Yeah, see, that at five point, I think it's five point nine. Five point nine, yeah. And I don't think Burnley's fixtures are like great. I think they've got like a good one, bad one, good one, bad one. I don't think there's one that I would consider. I'd rather have someone like Fraser. Fraser. That's what I was going to say. Same price. I know uh, Bournemouth's fixtures aren't great coming up either, but I I would probably rather because uh, Burnley don't score a huge amount of goals generally. Yeah, so Fraser didn't score highly this week, but I watched the game. And he should have got some points on Wilson. Should have Wilson scored should that. Should have scored that goal. Yeah, I mean, he should have at least have had an assist. Did you know as well? I don't know if you saw. So he got a yellow card the last second of the game. Otherwise, he would have got he, some bonus he would, points. He was on for like two or three bonus points, yeah. and he didn't even do anything. Yeah, yeah, no, he he did look good. And then lastly, Mr. Harry Kane, thirteen points. Yeah, to Kane or not to Kane, that is a question on everyone's lips at the moment, isn't it? Um, mm. Again, we are going to cover him in some detail um, coming up. Um, but I think he's a bit fluky. Yeah, he got a penalty. Fluky. He was top goal scorer at the World Cup. Yeah. Um, he's still he's not been... looking good though. He's still not looking. But he's good. scoring goals. You don't. He doesn't he's need scored, to look good. He, yeah, he scored a penalty and he scored another and he scored another goal. Like, I, his stats don't back it up either. Yeah, but then you're you're saying that, but Mo Salah's got the stats and his goals are not backing that up. That's true. So. That's true. Um, but yeah, those are top scorers for the week. What do we have next? Right, so now we've got hot topics. So the first hot topic we have is um, 11 million plus players. 
So there's been quite a few questions this week about um, Salah and Kane and Hazard and Sterling and Kuhn and not so much about Lukaku, but Lukaku as well has, has been mentioned once. Um, and so I thought I'd do a bit of analysis on, on the 11 million players and I've got some stats here. We looked at the fixtures. Um, I guess the, maybe the best thing to do first would... Do you want to run? Shall I run through this or go through the questions and answer the questions? And then once we've answered them on these players, then we can. Uh, why, why don't you run? Well, it's up to you. Okay, so let, let's answer some of these questions and we can see what, um, what, what it comes out with. So um, at ELY's threes asked in the next six game weeks, City have key fixtures Liverpool, Tottenham, United. Sterling seems to shine. Um, in the tough matches, would you ch- consider transferring out Aguero and a six point five mid for Sterling and a six point five forward, such as Mitro Arnie? Arnie and Sterling prices are getting close to a rise, and I think that's similar to what we were. That's talking what we've just been talking about. about. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. Um, I think Sterling's less likely to be rotated in terms of the City wingers. Um, although Sane has been playing well, so it looks like it's going to be Sterling and Sane as um, first-choice wingers there. Aguero is apparently carrying a bit of a knock, um, yeah, foot injury. So, like you said, if he's going to be playing just 60 minutes week in, week out... Can you trust a captain? And that's the problem, right? Trust a captain, Sterling? No, or Aguero. Well, either. Yeah... I mean, the thing is, you've got good value six, seven million strikers this year. Yeah. With Mitro, Zaha, Arnie, Wilson. I mean, stats-wise, so um, Sterling, it's quite funny. They've both played the exact same minutes, 516 minutes. Okay. Sterling and Kuhn. Um, Sterling's got 47 points so far. Kuhn's got 51. Goals-wise, Sterling's got four. Kuhn's got five. Assists, Sterling's got two. Kuhn's got four. Penalty area touches. Sterling has actually got more than Kuhn. So 64 versus 60. But goal attempts, Kuhn has by far got more. 38 versus 18. In the box, 28 of them in the box versus 13 of Sterling's. However, on target, Sterling's got 10 versus Kun's 11. So Kun's taking more shots, but Sterling's getting more on target. So 11 out of, uh, 10 out of What was the difference in terms of goals? Four and five. Oh, so it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, Sterling's had three big chances. Kun's had four, and they've converted two for Sterling and three for Kun. Um, minutes per attempt. So Sterling's got 28 minutes per attempt, whereas Kun's got 13 minutes per attempt. So he's trying a lot more one thing that was quite interesting when we were talking about in terms of reliability and bps so bps wise is base uh, altogether sorry bps couldn't got 202 bps points whereas sterling's got 158 um so even though he's only scored one more and two more cities still getting a lot but more surely, surely bps is more of a secondary factor yeah of course it is but it is a consideration when Okay, maybe not so for attackers, but when you're looking at defenders, BPS is important. And again, when we talk about West Ham, we're going to cover that as well. Um, so it's really a toy cost between like between the two. 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of trying to sort of break it down, I guess Sterling's a differential just because his yes. ownership is so low. Yeah. But then if you've got a high overall rank, would you want to lose Kun when he's still owned... 40%, something like that. 45, maybe more, probably 50. Uh, good question, actually. 52.2%. That's the thing. His ownership is really high, so if he scores a hat-trick and you don't have him, and people are captaining him, yeah, you, you could get hit hard. I don't that, know if he's he's worth... A hit though, in terms of doing like so. What he was saying is doing a. Oh right, okay. So, so one he's, game, he's, he's saying, saying in one game week. No, no, he's saying so. In the next six game weeks, City have got Liverpool, Tottenham, United, and Sterling does well in these tough games. But is he suggesting making those changes in one game week? So taking. I'm a guessing hit. so. Would you consider transferring out Aguero and a six point five mid for Sterling and a six point five forward, such as Mitchell? No, that's a. Going from Aguero to Kun, to an extent, is a sideways step. Going from step. Aguero to Kun. Kun to um, Sterling yeah. is a bit of a sideways step in the sense that you're going from one City player to another. If you've got two free transfers, maybe, but I wouldn't do it to take a hit. Maybe if you, if that's a good way of you bringing in Arnie, I would kind of look at it at the... It, I wouldn't look at it as, I want Sterling, therefore I'm doing this. I would look at it as, what is the other one giving you as well? Because... If you're doing it to Brit so you can get Arnie in, then it could be a good transfer. Because I think Arnie, you need to you need to try and fit him in if you can at the moment with the fixtures coming up. Yeah, I'm 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 not sure I'll take a hit on that. Okay. I would maybe space that over two game weeks. Okay. Um So next question we've got is at Kami Kakis ST. Uh do you think it's worth to lose Salah, Kun or both to get Kane for a hit? Again, not for a hit. Um, assessing not, them, they're forgetting their fixtures, aren't they? Like yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Assessing them individually. So after this game week, Liverpool have got Huddersfield. Yeah, sorry, Huddersfield away, Cardiff and at Cardiff. home, and then Arsenal, Fulham, Fulham at home, Watford, Everton. But you know, Cardiff and Huddersfield arguably two of the weakest teams in the league. Yeah, you want to have Liverpool coverage there. So if you're taking out Salah and you don't have someone like Mane, I, I personally wouldn't do that. And who's the other person you suggested sacrificing? Uh, Kun. Kun, yeah. Or both to get Kane in for a hit. People are thinking too short term. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, Kane's got two goals. He, they've got Cardiff. I, I've no doubt Kane will do well this weekend. Yeah, He could well score a hat-trick. And we'll get to this when we get go on to like one week, two week punts. But if, if, if you're bringing him for one week and you've got a wild card and you've got two free transfers, it, it may be worth some, it. Something like that, yes. Or if you're just doing a switch, Kun for Kane and you've got the funds. Yeah. Um, and then potentially bringing Kun back. It's very short-termist in nature. Um, I definitely wouldn't do it for a hit. If you've got two free transfers or you can do it in one because you've got money in the bank, then yes, because... If you're looking at captain options this week, which we'll look at later, then obviously Kane is the prime candidate. Yeah. I mean, stats-wise, so for Kane, he scored five goals. So if we're kind of comparing him to Kun, for argument's sake, five goals. But So both got five goals. Kun's had 38 goal attempts, as I said. Kane's had 20. 
So that's the thing, you know, everyone's saying that Kane doesn't look good, but he's already scored five goals. Yeah, but he's only had 20 shots. That's the same as Sterling and Hazard and their midfielders. Yeah, like, but it's not about the number of shots, it's about the goals he's scoring. But watching him play, would you rather... See, the thing is, for me, I would rather have someone from a Liverpool or a Man City who score free-flowing goals and know that they're always going to score, whereas Spurs are not always going to be scoring loads of goals. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, and Spurs' fixtures coming up, so yeah, they've got Cardiff, then they've got West Ham away, they practically always lose to us, or, you know, Kane does have a good record, to be fair, against West Ham, but we we often do beat them. Then they've got Man City, then Wolves, who are doing really well at the moment, Palace, Chelsea, and then Arsenal. So their fixtures aren't great. Yeah, no, they're not ideal. I mean, if you're bringing in Kane, it's almost just for this one game week. If you've got a wild card, I would say. Yeah, or you've got two free transfers. Yeah. Um, the other point to consider as well with Spurs is that they're carrying quite a few injuries. I saw that today. With Ericsson, Ali, uh, Dembele as well. And so, Aurier. Aurier yeah. as well at the back. So they've got a Champions League fixture against Barcelona midweek. You you expect you expect that's gonna be a difficult fixture. They're gonna be chasing the ball, I imagine, for yeah. most of the game. How much is that gonna tie them out for the weekend? I wouldn't be surprised if I would laugh my friggin' head off if Kane was rested on Saturday. <coughs> I can't see that. Not with <coughs> Ali and Ericsson injured. That's true. Laurente up front. No, I can't see that. If Kane Kane's not injured, he plays. Okay. okay, next question is from at Karthik Rao 1995. Best replacement for Lukaku right now. Um, so, Lukaku's fixtures wise, man, you've got Newcastle at home, Chelsea away, Everton at home, Bournemouth, City, Palace, Southampton. Not bad fixtures, but Man United at the moment. Well, that's the thing. I don't think you can consider any United player as an FPL asset. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much uncertainty. Uh, I would stay well away from any United players, but the problem is with United is that they're capable of turning up and turning Newcastle over. You know, they could destroy Newcastle or we could get beat at home. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't stick with Lukaku. In terms of alternatives, same price bracket, you've got Aguero, roughly. Uh, you could even go a price bracket down and have Lacazette. Yep who has been starting every game week recently. I think their fixtures, what are their fixtures like coming up? I think they get a little bit hard now. So they're away to Fulham, and then they're at home to Leicester, away to Palace. But the thing is, you can still see Arsenal scoring goals. That's true. They'll concede goals, but you can still see them scoring. Uh, and Lacazette seems to be the one um, delivering for them who's delivering the for them. So I would probably say... Aguero, Lacazette, and we've already mentioned Kane. Okay. Um, and then I've got one from at FPL Boffin. Is it worth bringing Kane in and Aguero out for a hit? So we covered this already. If you've got a wild card, my opinion is if you've got a wild card and you've got two frees and you're going to use the wild card next week or the week after, then you could consider taking out Aguero for one game week against Liverpool and bringing in Kane. If you're taking a minus four, I don't think it's worth it. 
if Aguero scores one and Kane scores two, you haven't really got your money back, have you? Yeah, and then plus City are then at home to Burnley. Yeah. The following game week, you'd probably want Aguero. So not for a hit. If you can do it without a hit, then yes. Okay, and then before we... So that's kind of the questions covered. Um, I've got a couple on like one to two week punts and switches. So um, at FPL Drunk, <laughs> um, is a two week double transfer ever worth it? Or is it a waste of a transfer? For example, Aguero and Mane out to Kane and Son this week and then back to Aguero another plus another in two weeks. No, so I, I, I'm guessing I, no wild card there. Yeah, I mean, I don't tend to do things based on one or two game weeks. I think you do it based on at least four or five. These are all good guys, right? One's going to score one week. Oh, yeah, definitely. going to score the next definitely, week. And then they're going to take turns. Yeah, of course. But after this game week, you'd want to have Liverpool coverage. Yeah. I would not be wanting to get rid of Mane. Again, you probably want Kuhn for following game week against Burnley. So it's and it's th- a tough one. I, th- I think a lot, like I said before, it's you've got to try and in this game, try and, and this is one thing that I've learned this season, don't chase the points. If you've got Salah and Kuhn and Hazard, like I have, for example, they're good people. They're, they're delivering the stats. Are they nice people? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're good performers. The stats are there. Unless Aguero keeps on coming out on 60, then there's a problem. Then that's where you look at kind of changing it and bring, taking out Kuhn and maybe uh, you know swapping him to somewhere else. Otherwise, you just keep him there. You're kind of wasting transfers by chasing the points, doing it that way. And if that's what you're going to do, then fair enough. Look, the, I think, the I think it depends to an extent how you've done so far as well. Because if you're considerably behind and you want a differential, Kane is still only owned by 28%. Yeah. So if you're bringing him in, I imagine you're going to be captaining him. It could be a differential and a, good, a way to catch up. So it kind of depends on that as well. Okay, um, and then the last question on this is at Ryan King zero four zero two worth transferring Hazard in for Salah this week. For te- context, I plan to use my wild card on Saturday during the international break, where Salah will probably come straight back in anyway with not value lost. Is the international break straight after this game week? Yeah. Potentially, yes. I, so I mean, if you, if, if so you've got... you're looking at Salah versus City at home and Hazard versus Southampton away. I think it's a pretty much a coin toss there, no? I think I'd rather have Hazard, to be honest with you. I think if you're looking for the next... Well, I guess you're only looking for one week, aren't we? That's what you're saying. But personally, I would go Hazard. Personally, I'd bring in a West Ham player. Keep your transfer and... Keep Salah. You beat a poor United team. <laughs> we still uh, beat you. And you're going on as if you're world beaters. Listen, Arnie, you need to bring him in. Um, I would. If you've got your wild card, Hazard's been consistent. Yeah. And they've got Southampton away, Manu at home, Burnley, Palace, Everton, Spurs, Fulham. I mean, he's only talking short term, but personally, I would look at bringing in Hazard and Salah. You know, I think we both got. Oh no, you don't have Salah anymore, do you? I've got so Mane. I've got I've got Kun 
Salah and Hazard, so it can be done. And then my team is pretty balanced. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a weak team anywhere, I don't think. So, so just to, in terms of answering this question, I would bring in Hazard if you've got your wild card. Okay. Cool. So that's pretty much the forwards spoken about. Is there, uh, sorry, the six, 11 million pound players. Is there anything else that we want to add on that? No. I no? We answer that in. Okay. Yep. Okay, uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Okay, so we're back, and now we're going to talk about West Ham. So, Shez, what did you think about the game on Saturday? United were awful. Uh, Formation lineup was all wrong, so I don't really want to talk about United anymore. It was really impressive West Ham actually. I mean, aside from United being really poor, West Ham looked really good. Um, defensively solid, well organised. Uh, really impressive Mark Noble in the middle of the pitch. Um, dominated midfield. Um, but it was the front three. Uh, Arnie, Yamalenko and Anderson that really impressed me. Um, work rate, passing, um, Anderson's finish. Yeah, that was such a quality goal. Yeah, I mean, um, really impressed me, and I'm actually considering one of the three. Yeah. To bring in, most likely Arnie. Um, he's still at. Has he had a price rise? Yeah, the price rise is seven million now. He's gone up to seven million. That's a shame because I was hoping to pick him up at six point nine. So he's still reasonably good, well priced. Uh, seven million. How much? Uh. Are Yamalenko and Felipe Anderson both six point eight? Okay, so similar price point, and they're both classified as midfielders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're quite similar, I would probably go for Arnie. Okay, uh, he gets the goals. Um, pretty much, you know, he's fixture proof to an extent in the sense that he he loves playing big teams as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, certainly really impressed with him. Uh, the one player I was really impressed with as well, uh, which um. You actually didn't mention anything about was Zavaleta. Because um, I wasn't sure about um, him starting. Because, see, he, Frederick started at the beginning of the season and then they switched to Zavaleta. Um, but Frederick's is more attacking and I think Zavaleta just gives a bit more defensive structure. Well, Z- Zavaleta's, got the, exper- as well. Zavaleta's got the experience, but he was sort of bombing it up and down. Um, and he's, what, 33 or something? Yeah. Um, so I was certainly impressed with him. I mean, you'd probably had the extra bit of motivation playing United. Yeah. Uh, but he certainly looked good and he's what, 4.4? Uh, yep. 4.3. 4.3. 4.3. Yeah. Definitely, definitely on my radar. Um, yeah, so I thought we played fantastic. So, um, at Apple underscore bonkers says, uh, at least it was a short trip home for United. Yeah. Why? Because we have a global <laughs> fan base. Because <laughs> all your fans <laughs> live in bloody London. Um, yeah, I thought we played really well. Um, started to see why we paid forty million for Anderson. Um, in terms of stats, wise, so we've got a couple of questions. I've got some stats here for us. So at FPL, sorry, yeah, at FPL, Lewis says irons. So Yama and Anderson looked uh, looking great value and fixtures turn soon. Is it worth picking up one or even both? I'm a non Arnie owner. And FPL ref says, hijacking the question, if you had to pick one out of Yami and Anderson, who would it be? So, for me, 
out of the three, I think it's got to be Arnie. He is the guy. He's the focal point of our team. He's where everyone is aiming for. You know, everything tries to get to him. Yeah, everything goes through him, doesn't everything. it? Everything. And I think if you're going to have Yarmolenko or Anderson, you've got a, it's going to be an addition to Arnie. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to double up. On, yeah, so if you don't want to double up, then just go for Arnautovic, honestly. like it's And the stats just back it up for me as well. So um, Yarmolenko's had 350 minutes played because uh, he only started the last couple of games. Uh, Anderson's 585 and Arnie 4, 8, 4, 5, 4 5, 3. Arnie scored four goals, Yarmolenko two and Anderson one. Penalty touches, so Arnie said 41. Anderson and Yarmolenko have had 14 and 12. So huge difference there. But you'd expect that because he's a striker, yeah. right? Um, goal attempts, Arnie said 16 versus Yarmolenko 7 and Anderson 6. In the box, 12, 12 um, attempts in the box, 7 on target for Arnie, 3 and 2 for Anderson and Yarmolenko. So they are... Everything is going through Arnie, and, and, but you'd expect that. That's the thing. Uh, chances created-wise, though, so Anderson's had 14, whereas Arnie's had 6 and Yonlenka's had 4, so it's not, it's not as bad. Okay, so Arnie's the standout of the three, if you're going for one. Yeah. But if we, we're not considering Arnie and it's a straight midfield shootout between Yonlenka and Felipe Anderson, yeah. just on the eye test... Yeah. I would probably go for Yarmolenko. Yeah, same. I agree. Um, he's played less minutes and his stats are not too dissimilar. To be fair, Anderson, the first four games, Anderson wasn't doing anything. He's only... Well, I don't think any, any of your team was doing much. Well, apart from Anatovic, yeah. he's the only one that was doing anything. He was still scoring, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's only started really playing well the last couple of games. So, I think it's a coin toss, to be honest with you. You could pick, take a pick. Um, sorry, we're watching a Man United game at the same time as well. So Priorities, <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- I think it's a coin toss. Um, if I if I was to choose, and I you know someone said you have to have one of them, I'd p- probably pick Yarmolenko just because I think he's got a bigger goal threat. But then Anderson's probably got a better assist potential with mm-hmm. fourteen chance created versus Ford for Yarmolenko. So, um, but then again, you know he's paid an extra two hundred minutes. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I, I I would, you know, fixtures wise, it's what are their fixtures like coming up. Shows have you got it loaded up? Who West Ham? Yeah, so I think we've got, um, see Brighton away this week, and then I think City. I can tell you, you have Brighton, then you have Spurs. Spurs, that's it. Then you have Leicester, Burnley, and Huddersfield, then City, Newcastle, Cardiff, Palace. Fulham, Watford, Southampton, Burnley, Brighton. So aside from Spurs and City, your next sort of 10 to 12 games ridiculously good. All good on paper. Yeah. So the other thing I want to talk about in terms of West Ham is I think you need to, like personally I'm going to have at least two players. So I'm going to go Arnie and I've currently got Fabianski. I might even double up. And uh, sorry, triple up and go for another player in my wildcard. I don't know yet, but I was looking at defensive options, and you spoke about Zabaleta earlier. So um, we've got Balbuena, Zabaleta, Diop, um, 
are the three kind of standouts. Masiaku plays left back, but he's classed as a midfielder in the game uh, for some reason because he was playing as a winger some of the games last season. Yeah, it's um, no use to us. Yeah, so Balbuena's 4.4 million, Zabaleta 4.3 and Diop 4.3. You've also got another option of Declan Rice. So he's classed as a defender in the game, but he's playing defensive mid. Now, the only problem with that is he won't give you get you as much BPS as the others. Yeah. He might come in with the odd assist there, here or there, but he's kind of like the Kante of last season where, or, you know, we talk about defensive midfielders yeah. who's rarely going to have a shot. He's one of those. Um, but what's interesting and that I picked up, so Balbuena, even though we, I think, cons- we've conceded shitloads of goals... He's on 123 BPS points. And if you compare that to Arnie, he's on 126. Oh, wow. Okay. So that just shows you that he's got a quite a high like threshold in terms of potential mm-hmm. for BPS. Um, so the fact that Arnie's been scoring and we've only kept, what is it, one clean sheet this year? This season, uh, yeah. So... And he's already on 123. I would, if you're going to go for a defender, I'd look at Balbuena. I don't know if you're going to get any returns, attacking returns, but if you're looking for... But then that's the thing with Zabaleta, you could get attacking returns. So he started the the last three. Is he likely to be a rotation risk? I don't think so. You think he's pretty much nailed on? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Because I I don't think we're going to change a team that's playing well. Yeah. I don't think there would be a reason to do that. So he's, he's essentially taking Frederick's place. Yeah. Um, so 4.3. 79 BPS as well so far this season. Points-wise, he's on 16 points. Yeah, he's your highest scoring defender at the moment. Yeah. Points-wise, so... Yeah. That's the one I would be looking at. For me, I'll, I'd be looking at Balbuena at 4.4. Um, or potentially Diop at 4.3 because he's a fucking tall bloke and he'll score some headers. headers. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much West Ham covered in terms of what I wanted to talk about. So I I think that pretty much covers the two questions um, that we had around West Ham. So the next thing, is there anything else that you want to add on that, Shiz? No, we've had enough West Ham till next season. (coughs) So... The next thing I want to talk about um, as a final hot topic is fixture swings and wildcard planning. So we've had a couple of people that just, they know that I've got a wildcard and they've been asking about it. And a lot of people have been talking about fixture swings coming up. So I did a bit of research and I put it, posted it on Twitter a few days ago um, about wildcard planning. And if you are have got a wildcard, the teams to kind of look at and invest in. Um, and potentially, even if you don't have a wild card, teams you want to be looking out for, and potentially teams you want to be getting rid of from your for your fantasy team. So, there's seven teams that I've picked out in terms of fixtures, and we'll go through maybe a couple of players shares from each uh, from each team okay. that you like. So, firstly, Brighton. So game weeks eight to sixteen, mm-hmm. it looks like they've got a sea of green. So all green fixtures. Um, do you want to go through their fixtures? Yeah, so they have, well, the easiest one next week, West Ham at home. <laughs> uh, followed by Newcastle away, Wolves at home, Everton away, Cardiff at home, Leicester at, sorry, Cardiff away, Leicester at home, Huddersfield away, Palace at home, and then Burnley away. And then Chelsea in the 15th of December. 
Yeah, so, so that's not till game week 17. So yeah, their fixtures definitely changing. It's difficult with Brighton. Um, Ryan did well last season. You can see them picking up a few clean sheets. The things I think at 4.5, you've got better keeper options. Yep. Patricio and Fabianski. Yeah. I know there may have been 0.1 price rises, etc. But in that sort of bracket, um, I would probably favour one of those two. But in terms of defenders, someone like Duffy. Or Dunk as well. Duffy or Dunk. But Duffy, 4.5. He's already got 27 points. Yeah. Uh, he's already scored a goal and he's had two assists. So he's showing attacking potential as well. So I would be more tempted to go with someone like Duffy. Especially if they're going to be uh, getting some clean sheets. From an attacking perspective... Knockout. Knockout. He's the guy that I'm going to be looking to get in on my wildcard. Um, I'm potentially looking at maybe, maybe two Brighton defenders... But they have it. I don't think they've kept a clean sheet this this year, so probably not. But this definitely, season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this season, um, probably knock up. Yeah. Um, five point five five point five. Um, playing really well at the moment. You could see, and he scored a goal against Spurs as well. Um, be interesting to see how he plays this weekend against West Ham. Um, I'll probably take it from there. If he does well, I'll probably bring him in. Um, so I. Definitely think that he's or Murray as well. We've got Murray, haven't we? As well, Murray mints at 30, 30 points, 6.5. The only thing of knockout 5.5 is 0.4 more, and you get Fraser. Yeah, that's the thing. And I was and I'll talk about this soon because I was looking at my wildcard, what it might look at, look like. Sorry, um, it's quite difficult to have. Like a Hazard, a Salah, and then maybe like a Madison at seven, and then two five point five six millions. You normally want one four point five. So really, it's a knockout between Fraser and knockout. Uh, yeah, a knockout, knockout between Fraser and knockout in terms of which one you would prefer. So that's the only thing. I don't know if you can have both and then kind of have all the other players that you want. So that's yeah. one thing to, to think about. Um, and then we've got West Ham, which we've already, who we've already talked about. Um, so between 10 and 21, they only play one team in the top six. Okay. We've talked about their options already. Um, Cardiff, I don't know if you want to even invest in Cardiff, but between 11 and 17, they don't have anyone in the top six. The mm. only one I would maybe consider there is Ward at 4.5. Potentially. He didn't even play the last game. Yeah, that's so, the thing. He didn't even start. So. so I don't even know if you'd want to consider anyone from Cardiff. Um, Fulham, between 9 and 13, um, they only play one team from the top six, and, they, and that includes Huddersfield and Cardiff as well. It's got to be Mitrovic. Mitrovic is the main one there, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um Huddersfield, again, I don't know if you want to consider anyone. I don't even know who I could recommend to consider. But between 10 and 18, they only play one of the top six. Yeah. Can you think of anyone in there? Just potentially someone on the back line. Maybe someone like Zanka, but no. As a bench player, potentially rotation. Yeah, I would rather have a Brighton defender than a Huddersfield defender. Um, And then Leicester. So 
Leicester are starting to do well, and I think we've got a question on them as well. So game weeks 10 to 15, they don't play anyone in the top six. Okay. Um, and the question we've got is, again, from at FPL Lewis, Vardy and Madison double up looks like looks like a good long-term hold. What are your thoughts? It's not the worst idea in the world. Um, Madison has been consistently scoring over the last few game weeks. Vardy's been getting the goals. He's on penalties as well. It's not what something I would do, but it's not the worst decision in the world. Would you consider it? Um, I probably wouldn't go be going for a double up, um, just because I think there's better options. But I'd, I'm looking at Madison in my wild card. Um, I want Arnie, and I want. I've got Kun. Um, and sure, surely Mitrovic has got to be on your radar so soon as well. So is coming out for Mitrovic. Okay. Um, most most likely. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I agree if it's a choice of Madison and Vardy, I'd probably go Madison. Um, but I don't think Vardy's a bad pick at all. Okay. Uh, and then we've got Liverpool. So we spoke a little bit about Liverpool earlier in their fixtures. So between 9 and 16, um, they play one of the top six. Okay, um, so that to me straight away, I know people when they think of Liverpool, they automatically think of their attacking options. Defense. I was going to say defense, clean sheets. Um, I had Allison at the start of the season, uh, and I took him out, but I may consider bringing him back in. I can see Liverpool picking up quite a few clean sheets there. Goals are being spread around the team at the moment, so it's not just going to Salah and Mane. So it might be worth doubling up uh, Liverpool defense. Would you? Is it? So I was thinking about this earlier, right? So, do you think we could, instead of having a Salah or a Mane or any attacking Liverpool players, go with double defense? Is that a better option? I don't think it needs to be an either or. I think you could do, you could have a double Liverpool defense and still and have so, a. Yeah. I mean that's. That's what I had at the start of the season. Yeah, I had Robertson, um, Allison, and Salah, so I don't see why not. Um, and they were picking up clean sheets. You don't know what sort of impact Champions League is going to have on them, and if there's going to be any rotation. If there is going to be any rotation, you can potentially see that and at centre back and the wing backs as well. Yeah, so centre back. Uh, I can see Robertson playing most games, but at centre back, you can see Gomez and potentially Matip. Yeah. being rotated and then right back potentially Trent with Klein um, that's the only risk midfield and attack we know what they can do but the goals are being spread around at the moment goals and assists so it's it's a difficult one Salah is now at 12.9 quite a few transfers out this game week potentially another price drop it's what, a, 12.8 potentially 12.8 I don't think it'll be this game week but if it keeps dropping maybe next game week um, and then so four teams that I picked out that fixtures are going worse for them so between 11 and 21 Bournemouth have got six games against the top six so there's a couple of games that they play twice against the same teams um, Palace between 10 and 13 they've got four against the top six 
Everton between 10 and 15, they've got five against the top six. And Southampton between 11 and 17, they've got four against the top six. So any players that you're potentially looking to shift out because of that? So just in terms of the teams you mentioned, the players that I have are Fraser, Richardson and Zaha. Fraser, for me, I think to an extent he's almost a set and forget. Yeah. He stays in my team. He's you know, he's had price rises since I brought him in. So I wouldn't want to take him out and then have to buy him back in. Zaha, yes, definitely. Potentially would want to take him out, uh, especially as I can get someone like Arnie um, for the same price. Yeah. So when those fixture strings uh, start to happen, I would certainly consider that. Richarlison, I need to give him time, see how he is. He He's just got back. He was explosive at the start of the season. If he can replicate that sort of form, then he stays. If he can't, then he's out. Okay. Similar for me, so I'm looking at Ings coming out and Southampton and potentially Richarlison. Uh, Zahar's coming out today, um, or well, this week for Arnie, uh, and I'm probably going to hold on to Frazier. I think similar to you, Shez, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's a bit on the fixture swings. I'm just going to quickly say in terms of, you know, from my own perspective, from a wild card, what you can get with the potential fixtures changing. So with my team, I'm looking to potentially move on Mendy, Hudson-Odoi, Richarlison, Ings and Zahar and bringing in Arnie, Mitrovic, Madison, Knockart and potentially Duffy, Dunk or Balbuena from West Ham. You're looking to take Mendy out? Yeah, potentially to for funds. It, again, I don't know if if he's starting to play. The thing is, Pep came out the other day, didn't he, and said, "Oh, Mendy might play against him." He might but play against Liverpool. But I don't know. I think that's just a he's. You you didn't watch that Prime documentary, did you? On that I've watched half of it. Okay, so one of the things, and I don't know if you saw this bit, Shez, So he said to them, um, obviously last season. I will defend you to the hill oh, yeah, into the pre- in the press conference, but in here, I'll basically grill you, yeah? So that gives me the indication that he's not going to let on and say, like, like for, okay, he's not so, like Jose, so, he's not so, going to turn around and say he's shit. But I, I don't think it's just a discipline issue. I think you're right, there is an element that, you know, Pep is trying to make a point and it, it is discipline related, but I think he is also carrying an injury and he's just come back from that. Yeah. Um, I think if Mendy's fit, he plays. He he's the best left back. He's yeah. one of the best left backs in Europe. Yeah. So, personally, when he's back, I, I wouldn't bring him back for this game week because we don't even know if he'll be playing. <coughs> um, I mean, I've held him for this long, so I'll, I'll keep on. But if yeah, I stop may, maybe in a few game weeks. Um, I want to see that he's not going to essentially get injured again. I might consider bringing him back. But yeah, carry on, I went. No, that's that's it basically in terms of those are the types of players that I can bring in. So got Arnie for the, the great run of fixtures, Mitra for the great run of fixtures, Madison, Knockart, and either Babuena, Duffy Dunk. So that then leaves me with good options going forward in terms of for the fixtures coming up. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's a little bit of thing is that could change drastically by the time you come to do your wildcard. Yeah. If someone like Kane Starts performing. Starts performing. If he were to score a couple while had trip this weekend, then that could change your thinking. I don't know who I would take out. I don't really want to take out Kun. 
I'm not taking out Salah when he comes up with these fixtures. I'm not taking out Hazard. You're going to have to sacrifice, sacrifice someone. Yeah, or I'll just go without. Just take the risk. Um, right, okay. So that is the Hot Topics covered. So we're going to move on to Game Week 8 preview. But before we do, we've got a quick joke. Uh, oh, so at FEL Fredo... So he put a tweet out the other day where he said that Man United boss Jose Mourinho is looking to sell Alexis Sanchez as soon as he finds a buyer. And he put, I reckon he'd get more for the piano. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a fucking... Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) I was wetting myself when I saw that. (laughs) Probably true as well. (laughs) Um, Right, so, Shez, Game Week 8 preview, what have we got? We'll just uh, go through the matches and... Say what we think. So I think we should kick it off. Brighton, West Ham. I'm really looking forward to this game. I, um, Brighton do really well at home generally. Um, however, they've been shipping a few goals. I can see a 2-1 win for us. I'm going to bring in Arnie, so I'm going to be kind of hoping for that um, Arnie goal on, on Friday night. Um, but yeah, I think Knockout and Arnie... Are going to be the ones for watching, watching out for me. Okay, I agree with that. Um, I can see a few goals in there, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Burnley, Huddersfield. You need to be careful what you say because uh, I got slated. Oh, yeah, you, did you see that? That's <laughs> yeah. right because you don't normally check. Twitter. No, no, I got slated. So who, who was it? <laughs> Burnley, Cardiff, when I said let's just. <laughs> go over this game I didn't think you would have seen that uh, I saw that uh, so I think so, I owe them an apology <laughs> um, well Burnley fans anyway Cardiff you're still shit <laughs> no it was Huddersfield was it Huddersfield I can't remember who it was um, no it wasn't Huddersfield Cardiff yeah yeah Huddersfield a Huddersfield fan basically said that you I can't remember exactly what you said but he basically said I don't like shares because he always <laughs> says that Huddersfield is shit the thing is it's from an FPL perspective we're a year to go with Huddersfield. You know, they're not keeping clean sheets. They don't provide much from an attacking perspective. You've got to be honest, you know, Huddersfield and Cardiff, to an extent, are the whooping boys of the league. Yeah. Uh, so here, Burnley, Huddersfield, I can potentially see a Burnley clean sheet. Yeah. Okay. Palace, Wolves. This is a really tough one, and I think we've got a question on this one actually, so we might as well cover it now okay. as we're talking about it. So, uh, at FPL Boffin asks, who gets benched for game week eight, uh, Wambasaka or Doherty? Ooh, very good question. Very good. And question. I think a lot of people in this similar situation, yeah. not necessarily Doherty, but they've got like a Bennett or a yeah, Johnny. Yeah, so you've or, got one Palace defender yeah. and you've got a Wolves defender. It's a very tough one. Ordinarily, I would go with the home team. Yeah. Uh, I would go Palace. I can see a nil-nil here, to be honest with you. I could even see Wolves nicking it. I mean, Palace didn't look yeah. amazing against Bournemouth. Wolves are solid, but it's difficult to go against a home team. So, Palace don't score very many goals. Wolves are looking quite attacking, but Palace are quite... Generally, they've been quite def- like good defensively. Wan-Bissaka is the bonus point king. Like I th- Yesterday, he ended up on like 20 BPS, even though that they conceded. They did nothing, yeah. uh, so, I, I've actually got both of these players, and I'm going to play both. But if you have to choose between one? If I had to two. choose between the two, oh man, this would be tough. Um, I'd probably... Put it this way, if the fixture was the other way around, if it was Wolves at home, oh, I'd, I'd, go, def- I'd, I'd go def- go definitely, go, definitely go with a Wolves defender. Yeah, definitely. 
the only thing that's playing in my mind is that Palace is at home. So that's that's what makes it tough. I'm edging towards one Basaka because of the bonus bonus points potential there. Yeah, I'd, I'd be the same, but I think I, I'm willing to take the risk on both because I've got I've got Ings, who is playing against Chelsea, so on the bench. So I'd rather play those two rather yeah, than Ings. That's fair enough. Leicester Everton. Leicester Everton. Uh, I can see a high scoring game here. Um, can you? I don't think yeah, there's going to be many goals. I, yeah, I, I think, think it's I think I think Leicester will win this one. Again, Madison and Vardy for me are the ones. Richarlison was a mistake bringing him in for me. I, th- I think I made a bad mistake taking him. I think you need to see how he gets on. It, it, it's a shame because that suspension almost ruined things. Yeah, you know, he was doing so well. Um, but yeah, we need to see how he gets on. Has he got? Have you got a pen? No, it's a free kick. Um, Spurs Cardiff so this is where we've got a potential captain yeah so Dilemma. If, you, if you've got Kane you've got a captain him haven't you yeah. um, I, I can see this being a 4-5-0 easily but then again you know Spurs are playing midweek against Boston they could be tired yeah this could I, be. I actually you know what I saw a stat someone's put a stat out earlier that Kane against the top uh, the newly promoted sides and they said, you know, per year, how many he scores. And he doesn't really score that much against newly promoted sides. I think in the last like couple of seasons, he scored like two or three goals or something like, silly like that. So it may not be as one-sided as we think, well, Kane, with regards to Kane. But um, I suppose the only other player to consider there is a lot of people have brought in Trippier. Last yeah. week, you can see Spurs potentially being a clean sheet or he's still injured. Yep. So Trippier is likely to start. I think that's how I made a mistake. I should have swapped um, Mendy for Trippier then. Mm-hmm. Have you, you haven't got Trippier, have you? I haven't, no. Okay. Watford, Bournemouth. Again, a tough call here. Um, Bournemouth, generally, when they score goals, is at, is at home. Um, Watford are good at Watford home. Watford are good at home. I could see maybe a 2-1 to Watford here, or one all. Yeah, I think it'll be a tight game. I think I think Watford might edge this. Players, obviously, we've got Frazier. Um, a lot of people have got Holly Bass, who's on four yellow cards. Yeah, that's something to be aware of. Um, Pereira? He hasn't been performing recently. Been, yeah, he sort of hit the ground running and then... Tailed off. Yeah. Gray was the one that's been scoring for them recently. Okay, then it's the game I'm going to, United-Newcastle. Yes, yeah, uh, it's a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I'm actually a bit worried about this, the way United are playing. Uh, you should you should keep a clean sheet there. I'd be surprised. Really? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, Newcastle haven't got anything going forward, really, have they? They haven't, but you can see Benitez doing a job there. He, You know, they're going to be tight, they're going to be compact. You'd expect United to dominate possession, but... You know, you can see Newcastle having one chance and just snatching it. So I, I can't recommend any United players there. <laughs> Actually, Newcastle's fixtures turn as well. I forgot to mention that earlier. Their fixtures are quite good coming up after this game. I mean, but from again, a Newcastle perspective, after this, <coughs> potentially defensively, I don't think I'll consider any of their attacking options because yeah. they don't score enough goals Yeah. to justify their inclusion. Fulham Arsenal. I think this would be a really high scoring game. Um, I could potentially. 
I don't know. I think this is a tough one, but I think this could be like a two all three two kind of game. I agree. Arsenal's defence is shit, full of defensive <laughs> yeah. shit. Um yeah, I, I, I think this can be a really high scoring game. If you've got Mitrovic, I would start him in this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh play other players to look at, Lacazette, surely. I mean he's been scoring yeah. goals. I would expect Arsenal to win this game and I would expect there to be quite a few goals, so Lacazette's the one for me to to highlight here. Southampton Chelsea. So another captain option here. Another captain option there. So we've got Hazard away from home though. I think I think the reason why it's a captain option is because there aren't really other captain options unless you've got Kane, right? Yeah. Um Southampton don't concede a huge amount generally, but Chelsea are playing different. They are playing really well. What what are your thoughts with this one? Again, if if you don't have Kane, then Hazard's definitely a potential captain for you this week. You are right. Southampton don't concede many, but they've only kept two clean sheets this season. Yeah, what is it like at home though? So two one, they lost to Tottenham. Then they lost. Is that no? That's Newcastle. What is Southampton's? They've kept one clean sheet out of three. At home. At home. So, I mean, you can see Chelsea opening them up. So, I, I can see Hassel doing well here. And then the game of the weekend, the next one. Liverpool City, that's the big one. That's the one I think everyone's looking forward to. Well, it's always a classic with them too, isn't it? High yeah, sport. I mean... I think, I know, it's gonna be, you think it's going to be different, I, right? I think it's going to be different. Um, <coughs> I don't think City are going to go to Anfield and be as open as they were last season. I think Pep will beef up the midfield. I can see Bernardo Silva coming in, probably replacing David Silva um, for some energy. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a very difficult fixture to call. Would would you would you consider captaining Salah here, if you had him? I know you don't have him, but would you consider captaining him? Ahead of someone like Kane Hazard. or Hazard? Not ahead of Kane. Ahead of Hazard? Yeah. No. Because Kane is definitely the standout option. If you've got him, you've got to captain him. Mm-hmm. But uh, against no. Hazard? No. no. It, for me, if it's a choice between Salah, Mane or Hazard, Hazard. Okay. So those are all of the game week, uh, the review so far. So um, let's mm-hmm. choose. So let's go with another radar pick for this week, Shez. What are your thoughts? So I've got one here. So I'm going to go with Vardy. Leicester versus Everton. I was going to say Madison. Were you? Yeah. Um, that's who I think is going to do well. I mean, I don't think... I, I wouldn't ordinarily say Sterling, but... Okay, well, let's football. not both go Leicester. I'll say Lacazette then. Yeah. Just because yeah. Fulham leak so many goals. Yeah. So I can see Arsenal scoring there. Okay. Cool, let's have a quick break and then we'll go through some Twitter questions. Okay, so let's crack on with the Twitter questions before we finish. So, we've got a couple left. And the first one is from at FPL Tips. Then we've got a couple on this subject. So, at FPL Tips that asks, should we be considering KDB now he's back in training? What are the cons and pros of buying him? No, not yet. Certainly not. 
He's coming back from a lengthy injury. There's no guarantee he's going to hit the ground running. You don't know how Pep's going to manage his minutes whilst he gets his fitness back. Too many red flags there. Um, you need to see how he performs. Um, City have got so many options in midfield. Don't get me wrong. Once KDB's up and firing, yes. Once he def- started the game, yeah. I'd probably bring him in the next week. I wouldn't bring him in. The, I think you need to give him a couple. Yeah. See how he is. Um, <coughs> the only positive of bringing him in now is you're probably getting him in at potentially a little bit cheaper than in a few weeks time if he starts playing but I would rather pay 0.1 or 0.2 more rather he's than not going to go up if he's not playing is he no but if he starts playing right. he's had trenches in already and he hasn't even well I've got a question on that next yeah okay go on so the question is from at FPLref why have nearly 2,000 people transferred KDB out out, not in, out this game week. Out. Out after holding on to him for so long. Seems strange to get rid, especially now he's nearing his full fitness. Maybe they I just realised he's been yeah. injured. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Probably, that's ridiculous. They've seen it on the news. They've seen it on Sky Sport News. Oh, look, he's carrying a crutch. He's, he must be injured. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't know why you'd do it now. You're way behind. I don't know. Okay, I think we pretty much answered that question anyway. So, um... At FPL Classico ask, whom would you bench in game week eight from Frazier against Watford away, Richarlison, Leicester away, Zaha, Wolves at home, Mitrovic, Arsenal away. That's right, Arsenal at home. That's a tough one. You've got a strong bench. Yeah. I think you've got to play Zaha and Mitrovic because they're both playing at home. Yep. And then it's between Fraser and Richarlison. I say Fraser. Yeah. It's a tough one. Although Richarlison didn't look great, whereas Fraser looked better. I don't know. I think I would play Fraser. But can you really bench Richarlison? Wouldn't you be in. Because Richarlison can be explosive. Yeah. And if he, you know, picks up a brace and he has like. I don't know, 10 to 15 points and you have that on your bench. Yeah. That's going to hurt. Well, Fraser could just do the same. He's, he scored like 18 points a couple of weeks he, ago. He did, you're right. Tough one. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. <coughs> um, Answer? Yeah, I, I couldn't bench with Tolleson. Uh it, it would have to be Fraser, I think. Same, Fraser for me. Fraser or maybe even Zaha because Wolves wouldn't concede many. Fraser or Zaha? I'd get rid of Zaha. And bring in Arnie. That wasn't the question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, next question is from at underscore DC Bansky. Uh, Since the start of last season, only Chelsea's Marco Alonso uh, with eight has scored more goals than Crystal Palace's uh, Patrick Van Aanholt with six amongst Premier League defenders. If it isn't too late, would you like to would like to know your thoughts on him after his goal in this past game week? We spoke about Van Arnold in the pre-season pod um, and we highlighted his potential for attacking returns. I think the thing that put us off was the price bracket. Yeah, 5.5. Problem is you've got someone like Wan-Bissaka who granted won't get you the goals but he will get you the bonus points. Yeah. He'll get you the bonus points. He's considerably cheaper. So, 
yeah, I can't put a case together for Van Hall. What about you? Um, agree, and especially with Palace's fixtures coming up, I wouldn't be touching them at all. Yeah. Um, right. So let's move on quickly to captains and transfers. So Shez, you've got two free transfers this week. Mm-hmm. What are you considering any potential moves? What potential moves? Well, you. I mean, the, the, one. the obvious one is to try and fit Kane in there. Are you considering that? Mm-hmm. Are you? I am. Okay. Um, he could be explosive, Cardiff. How are you going to do that? You probably have to. I probably have to take Aguero out and then switch up one of my midfielders. Okay. Um, I want to take David Silva out. You said earlier that you wouldn't consider doing that. It's not worth it to do that. Not for a hit. Yeah, I've got okay. two free transfers. Yeah, okay. Um, he could be explosive. Uh, my game week rank has dropped a little bit over the last few weeks, so it could be a differential um, and a way to catch up. I I want to take David Silva out. So he's played today in the Champions League. He played in the Carabao Cup and the weekend. I can't see him playing a fourth game in a row. Yeah. And even if he does, he'll play 50, 60 minutes. It's a difficult fixture against Liverpool away. So I don't really want David Silva. So I could easily downgrade David Silva for a Madison, potentially another Spurs midfielder. Um, and then switch Kane for Aguero for one week. I've got two free transfers. And then the following week, switch Kane back for Aguero. It's not something I like to do, but I wouldn't be taking any hits to do so. Um, so you I've think got... it's okay to do it as long as you're not taking hits? If you're not taking hits, yeah, why not? But it's like you're wasting transfers, though. For... There was a question about that earlier. and Yeah, but who else do I want? There aren't many standout players for this game week. Yeah. You know, if you would send, if you could pick But why don't one you player, do one? Why don't you do one transfer, Silver to Madison, because the and only, roll this other transfer? Because if Kane scores a hat trick, <coughs> yeah. You know, the mistakes I've made this over the last few weeks is I haven't gone with my gut. Yeah. And my gut is saying to bring Kane. And my gut is saying to bring Kane. I'm not saying I will do it. <coughs> But my gut saying to bring Kane. Um, and then obviously he's going to be your captain. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. I couldn't bring Kane in, <laughs> um, not captain him. So David Silva's going to be going out regardless. Kane, I will make a decision on. Okay, so for me, I'm bringing in Zahar for Arnie. I was a bit annoyed that Arnie's price went up yesterday. I was thinking it was going to go up today. Um, we're still not sure about his fitness. Um I think it there was something that came out earlier on that um, he's carrying a knock and we're not 100% sure on him. Um, I think he'll still probably play. You know, He's come off in the last few game weeks at like 70, 80. Um, so I'm going to now hold out. I don't think his price is going to jump again before um, the end of the game week. So no. I'll probably just wait now until Friday um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Captains-wise... So the standouts are obviously Kane, and if you've got Kane, there's a no-brainer there. Mm-hmm. You've got Hazard away, Southampton. Salah potentially at home. Not for me. For and me. a left-field pick for me that I am considering, considering, is Arnie. 
Brighton away. But it's a Friday night. Brighton have not kept a clean sheet this year, this season. It's a Friday night. My only concern is, do I want to start the game week on a Friday? You will with be a fucking if you, if shit blanks, captain. If yeah, blanks, that's my only concern. That ruins um, the rest of your weekend. Well, well that's the thing. So that's do the it, only thing that's, put, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's putting me off. Um, but I think Hazard against Southampton is probably the wiser choice. For me, it's Hazard unless I bring Kane. If I bring in Kane, then definitely Kane. Okay. So that is captains and transfers. Um, final things are um, the press conference pod that I normally do on Fridays comes out at about five-ish after the press conferences. Um, so this week's going to be slightly different because obviously we've got a game on Friday night and the deadline is, what, seven o'clock? So... If I give it out at five, you kind of have to listen like quickly and then make your decisions. So I'm either going to do that or what I might do is see what press conferences are on in the later afternoon, do one maybe earlier and then just give an update. Um, that might be a better option, but we'll see once uh, we know who's got the press conferences when. Um, if you're not already following us on Twitter, please follow us at, at FPL2Guys1Cup. Uh, our league code is in our bio, so feel free to join our mini league. Um, please share the pod, review it, retweet it, um, and give us your feedback. We really appreciate that. Anything else you'd like to add, Shez? No. No? Well, let's oh, end no, on a joke. Let's not end on <laughs> let's, let's, let's end on a joke. So... Do United have the only attack that wouldn't trouble the United defence? That's probably true. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> right. Um, thank you very much for every... And that was by at Collins Faroon who sent that in. So thank you very much for all your United jokes. Uh, this isn't a regular occurrence. This is only because West Ham beat United. So you, I'm Okay, hold up. up. You know, since we're talking about West Ham beating United... <laughs> Do you know how many times you've beaten us in the 45 times you've played Probably us in the Premier League? Fuck all. Six times. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. So don't expect another victory in it until <laughs> another four years. We have a major international tournament more often than you guys beat us. So uh... Well, that's why I have to lap it up as much as <laughs> yeah. I can. It doesn't happen that often. All right, okay. Let's right. end this. Right. Have a fantastic game week and we'll speak to you. Oh, are we podding next week, actually, because it's international break. I think we, we will, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a short one. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Have a great week, guys.